everybody thought 2020 would end and we would be rolling along. It's all really good now because it's 2021. In fact, it's no different. No, I want to stamp it out. Yeah, 2021 is is uh, the continuation of 2020. I hate to depress you truck drivers out there, but t- t- 2020 is no different than today. No, we should actually have like one of those stampers that say void. <laughs> yeah. Void it, stamp it out. I, I um, read in I think it was Freightways. They have an article on 50 states, the uh, capitals mm-hmm. in every state. Is uh, I guess the FBI or somebody's warning of possible protests. You know, because of the inauguration, the change of power, all that stuff. And of course, you know, we don't get political on the show, but but when it comes to when it when it affects truckers, we talk about whatever's affecting them and. They have a uh, a possibility of crazy protests going on. I guess Wednesday is Wednesday the 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 yeah the twentieth the big bash. But anyways, is it is it is it confirmed though? Like someone in authority did make this mention. Yeah, I mean, it, okay. it, I mean, I I read. I mean, I don't know if if Freightway said that, but I I read it somewhere. That the, the only reason I ask is because you know remember when when. It was like becoming twenty thousand, like the two thousand. It was the big, you know, scare. You talking about the um, what did they call that? The millennial era. Yeah. So I mean, like every time, like there's something big, they like create this huge scare, and there's nothing. But with this, what was that called? When the computers were going to shut down? Oh, uh, I don't know. I forget. It had a it had a name. Well, it's been twenty years. So. <laughs> so so going back to trucking for a second. So now with the potential. Um, protests going on across the country. In the capitals of every state. No matter what side you're on. The, that has nothing to do with this podcast. I don't, no. I don't really give a crap. I, I, no. In fact, I can't stand politicians at all because every one of them wears fancy penny loafers, kisses your baby, and takes your freaking wallet at the same time. And that's the definition to me of a politician, but I'm not going to get into it. So I'm not a fan of either side myself. But what I, what I am concerned with is our, our brothers and sisters out there on the road. Yeah, we don't need any issues. Well, there's a this place called Technical Tech Technologies Inc. or something like that. Instructional. I I'm I'm gonna uh, put the link in the the write up on the podcast. But they came up with a plan for truckers. Do you remember last year? There were several incidents. Like that one trucker in Minnesota. Oh, where he ran into the riots and stuff. Right, and he got, in fact, he got arrested, and they're still still trying to charge the guy. The guy in Missouri drugged somebody. We talked about that recently. Mm-hmm. I had to burp. Anyways, they're trying to avoid that happening, but here's what you got to know. If there was, if there's planned, and a lot of people were saying, well, you know, there's no major roads where the capital's at. It doesn't matter. It's going to be backed up. Everywhere, mm-hmm. if you have planned protests at every capital, something's going to happen. Yeah, and truckers are everywhere, and you know, just by chance, you may have some. You know, it's not just long haulers; it's affecting. It's affecting. You know, guys that do local deliveries. Right. You know, um, so you you got a guy in a day cab, he's making a delivery, comes around a corner, and there's a bunch of rioters. 
And what's funny about rioters, they're so goofy. They, they think everybody's their enemy. You know, it's like they, they might pull somebody out that's on their political side and, and start smacking them around and, and not realize that you're, you're beating up your own guy. Or you might start damaging, because a lot of times they throw things at vehicles and, and damage them and taunt ca- people in cars when all they're doing is just traveling mm-hmm. in their everyday life. And, of, mm-hmm. of course, as a truck driver, it's how we make our living. And uh, It's how you get your stuff, too. Yeah. So I wrote a few things down. I just wanted to go over this. This was earlier. So here's their plan. It says, um, driver managers should listen to local news reports and monitor social media to look for alternative routes if a protest, if protests arise. I mean, and yeah, if it's in full swing, we can get the word that there is a lot of trouble, but... When it first starts, that's the danger, you know, so you may find yourself in one. Um, so some of the things they said, they said, avoid provoking or engaging with protesters. So basically, don't pull up and rev up your motor, start blowing your air horn, trying to scare them, because you may scare a bunch, but you may entice a couple to put a brick through your windshield. You may entice somebody to shoot. You may entice, if you get them mad enough, you may entice somebody to jump up on your rail. Mm-hmm. and hang. I mean, once they get up, you're not going to shake them off. No, once they get to a certain point, there's, you know, they're, they're acting without thinking. Right. Exactly. And, and see, you and I have talked about this before, the, what's called the mob mentality. The mob mentality, I mean, there's, there's people that go into a riot or a, a protest. They go there expecting to protest peacefully. And because everybody else is throwing rocks or screaming or getting pumped up, you pump, they pump each other up. You know mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And so just some innocent person that's never done it before could do something to prove himself worthy of the riot, you know, by winging something through your windshield. So I actually agree with that. Don't provoke. I've seen incidences where a trucker will pull up to, a mob, and he'll start blowing his horn, burr, 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 burr. he's trying to scare everybody. But there's always somebody that's not scared, and that's the guy you want to be watching out for, the guy that gets mad when you start blowing your horn. And you're not going to rush the crowd unless you plan on going to prison by killing people. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, I think they're right. You know, don't, don't engage. If you see it and you can't turn, I would just stop back as far as I can. If I see a big crowd, I'm not going to keep going up to them. No, you could see them far enough away, unless, of course, it's a turn or something that you can't. But generally, you can see far enough away, take an alternate route. And some of them, you know, with the GPSs, they'll tell if there's traffic or if it's slow or anything like that. You can, on your GPS, see if the traffic's slowed for some reason and try and find an alternate route that way. But, you know, don't tap the glass. Yeah. And now it says also set set the parking brakes. Now... That could be agreed with if you're not provoking them. <laughs> if you provoke them, you know what? Honestly, um, the next one, it says lock all doors and windows. And it says remain in the vehicle if safe to do so, but never if you feel at risk and call law enforcement and use your mobile phone or dash cam to record the event. The Maybe the beating you're going to get. I mean, I'm just saying. Protect yourself somehow. Yeah, if, if you're engaging with these people, if you engage with the mob, the guy in Minnesota, they beat him up a little bit till the cops got there. 
And he had the doors locked, but they caved the windows in. I mean, once once they got to the point, and he realized if I gun it, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill a lot of innocent people. And you know, honestly, when you think about that truck driver in Minnesota, my hat's off to that guy, because as they were kicking in his window, he didn't he didn't have the mindset to just gun it and just start squashing people like you know love bugs. I'm serious. He he didn't do it. He he left them get in, and then they pulled him out. They beat him. And then the cops came and arrested him, which really saved the guy. But, you know, hats off to him for not panicking because, man, there was thousands of people on that bridge. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's not, so, that's not bad advice, guys and gals. Um, what, I would definitely monitor it. And I would, if you have loved ones at home, a wife, a brother, a friend, I would, if they have the time, I would ask them also, please, could you watch? I'm headed to, you know, Kansas City or Miami, whatever. Could you could you see if there's anything going on there? I think I would try to count on some loved ones also, besides news. Mm-hmm. Have your family also checking ahead for you. I think that's a real good idea. And that's of course I came up with that that mm, part. You did. I mean you can count on your family more than you can ca- I mean, come on. It's easier for your family to call you and, and give you an update, hey, I've seen this or something to that effect versus Something different, but ultimately, hopefully, hopefully, your dispatcher will be watching out for you and getting that information. Yeah, yeah. The um, let's see here. It says as FBI warns of potential armed protests across fifty capitals and DC, leading up to the president-elect Joe Biden's inauguration, an online training program has launched a new program to help local and long-haul truck drivers navigate possible demonstrations and protests. So we'll post that and let them head over there. And, you know, I see it on blogs a lot. People will say, well, I'm not stopping. I'm going to gut. I'm not going to gun it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But just know one thing, guys. And I, one guy wrote, it's better to be judged by 12 than, ca- or, yeah, judged by 12 than carried by six. You know what I mean? In a casket. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, 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 an old saying and a wise saying, but you have to do it in a correct manner. I mean, that doesn't part that doesn't partake to every single situation that you're around. That's the only problem. Yeah, I mean, that's I agree, hundred um, percent. I'll tell you what, I'm half out of it today. I am like it's Monday. Can't stand Mondays. We're a day late on the podcast. Blah blah blah. Moving on. Uh, how about we mention? <laughs> how about we mention one of the sponsors? I just am just staring at him. I think that's yeah. what his problem is. Is I'm not responding to him that much. <laughs> okay, so how about we we go ahead and mention a sponsor, National Carriers. How about we mention National Carriers? You know what a great company. Mm-hmm. Um, they they're a reefer company. They also have bull haulers, and uh, they have lease leasing. They have uh, regional jobs, over the road jobs, and. Great people to deal with, great money. And again, I, what I tell everybody when it comes to any of our sponsors, pick up the phone and interview them and see if they got what you really want. Give them a give them a shot. Right. How about the phone number? The phone number is 888-311-7076. Yeah, if you're looking for a job, you know, a new job driving, even if you just graduated a trucking school, if you have a certificate. Give them or, a call. Yeah, yeah, give them a call. NCI at 888-311-7076. Tell them Toxydale sent you over there. So moving on, uh, Penske. Penske. Penske Logistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, got, I guess they're having a little spat. 
Uh, they are. Yeah, you read that too, Dad. I did. And so when I seen the word loves, I'm going, what? Penske's fighting with loves. <laughs> Here, it was loves furniture. furniture. Yeah, loves <laughs> furniture. So apparently loves furniture blames Penske for poor service. And, uh, I, uh, you know, in their bankruptcy filing, they named Penske as one of their issues. <laughs> yeah. Blame Penske. Who else, you know? Yeah. So they named it. They, they, they named the trucking company as part of their problems. Um, but listen to this. It says, Penske says that Loves was in financial trouble near the end of 2020 and denied access to product they could have seized for non-payment. Why do I say non-payment? Guess why? Because Penske drove their furniture for them. Yeah, see, I'm, I want to make a comment on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read here. I mean, let me just tell you what the debt was. Loves owed Penske $1.55 million million dollars yeah for real they owed him five one point a million and a half by the end of the year yeah uh when and then penske went to see some product i guess in a in some kind of a lean right and and what did loves do they started sneaking stuff out so they couldn't get it now think about this for a second guys and gals this is one when ruth ann and i went into business 20 some years ago we we were just two young kids trying to make a go at business, and we had customers that paid us right away. They honored their contract. They literally kept their word. They they honored their ink, and we never had an issue with them. And they never paid late. Okay. Right. And then we had companies that I'm going to name one because they're out of business anyways. We we uh, worked with Burlington Motors. We did some stuff for them. And they were a company up there above Indianapolis in Marion, Illinois. And they, were, they wouldn't pay you for 90 days. And then you had to beg them for their money. So we had customers that paid us right away. And we had customers that really didn't want to pay. They wanted to argue the contract if it didn't go their way. And what I would do, I would call them up and I'd say, listen, just honor the ink you, sold, you signed. You signed the ink last year, and now you're wanting to renegotiate. And some trucking companies are famous for trying to stall on their money because they're piss-poor managers. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is now you get this company, Loves, and, and, and Penske racks up a $1.5 million freight bill. I, I would have never, never left them go that far. See, that's why I tell you, when you sign a contract with anybody, you're a new trucking company getting started, whatever, Make sure you're dealing with people that are going to pay. Make sure you stipulate how to be paid. That 30 and 45 days is garbage. If you're a trucking company or you're a customer of a trucking company and you're floating their money, okay, you should be ashamed of yourself. Pay, you know, even the Bible, and, and I, I don't thump the Bible on people, but even the Bible says pay the laborer for his work. It's like, my gosh, people, you know, that's a low, I mean, honestly, for loves to just owe them all that money, and then when Penske wants to maybe put a lien on the one warehouse where some of that stuff was stored, they want to go in there and prevent that. Well, they had a contract with them stating, like it was in writing that that Loves agreed to, that if they defaulted, yeah. that Penske had the right to that merchandise to return their, their money back to them. So, and if you read it, the article, prop, you know, not properly, but if you read the article and noticed... It says that Penske filed the suit prior to Love's filing their Chapter 11. 
No, I didn't read that part. Yeah. And, and you, you notice that stuff better than I do. But And you know what? Honestly, I I hope they sue them. Yeah, I do. Well, that's what it said. I can't stand somebody who don't know how to pay their bills. It said that um, Penske filed the suit first, trying to get their money from them, and, and was telling them about their tactics. But then when Love's Furniture did the um, Chapter 11, and they mentioned how Penske was, Penske, Penske couldn't stand up to them for that particular area because they put it out after the lawsuit because they love said that they owed him like 1.6. So, well, it, let me say this. I've dealt with furniture companies before in High Point, North Carolina, in Greensboro area, and I've talked to these guys. If there's ever been the biggest markup in mm-hmm. a product, mm-hmm. it's furniture. Yeah. They even most people don't even realize if you rip the cloth off your couch, half that wood is cheap, brittle, held together by staples. Mm-hmm. And it cost them literally pennies on the dollar to make. And mm-hmm. I'm not the, oh, that's no joke. Furni- they say furniture's over a thousand percent markup, and I, that was right from furniture. People told yeah. me that, so I guarantee you. Is is I know that wasn't the were they in California or something? This loves? Uh, no, it was like Michigan. Well, I think it was a, or somewhere. Well, they had a warehouse there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I thought for some reason they were out in California, but the bottom line is, okay, you got all this. To me. Anybody that goes out of business because of the COVID year, and I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm talking about multi-million dollar companies. I'm not talking about Joe Schmo, the small right, company. Right, right. Okay, I'm talking about these guys that are making a thousand percent profit. Yeah, on the ones their, that have assets already built in. They have an equity in their company. They have tons of stuff. If if they go out of if you go out of business right now and you're a multi multi million or billion dollar company. Then you have piss poor management. That's yeah. that's honestly there is no other excuse. It's true, absolutely. There's no way you should have gone out, even if if the last twelve months have been horrible. People are still buying furniture, and it and you know what else? You can mark your furniture down, okay, to five dollars for a, a couch set because you're still probably making a profit. It's so damn cheap. I'm just telling you, furniture is dirt cheap. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. is. It is. So. I would I would say, you know, I'd like to see the outcome of that in the future here. And I'm rooting all the way for Penske. Me I mean, too. I absolutely I go Penske and I hope I hope you get paid, but you know, we can declare bankruptcy and not pay somebody. It seems like the cheap way out. And you know, if Penske can seize some warehouses, didn't they catch them actually in the mm-hmm. act mm-hmm. of taking stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. this is alleged. We should say alleged. <laughs> we'll get, nope. Hey, what's that certified letter out there? <laughs> no. Yeah, you got mail. <laughs> All right. So anyways. The only furniture I'll say that's not cheap is when you get like the Amish or some of them that make it by hand. Okay, yeah. When you put your hard labor into it and you're carving, that's not cheap stuff. That's, yeah, and like we bought a bedroom set for Rebecca, our daughter, at Wood U. Yeah. And if, in case you don't know who Wood U is, they, are, they use um, oak. And African, some kind of African wood. It's all solid wood. It's almost, it's lifetime stuff. You'll never, you'll never wear it out unless you light a match to it. I'm just saying it's. No, it's really good quality. It's amazing stuff, but it's, it's not cheap made. You have to stain it yourself and you get a really good deal on it. So anyways, can we mention another sponsor? We could. How about Rev? Rev Insurance. You know, I was thinking about Rev. And I mean, I keep telling people, all you got to do, honestly, is pick up the phone. You know, I, I. I've been hearing owner-operators and small fleets talking about, 
how expensive their insurance is. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, we looked around, man. You just can't. You ain't going to get it any cheaper than this. And it's like a, a lot. I, I don't even know what it is. It's just uh, unaffordable to where a lot of small owner operators have gone out of business and are driving a company truck now because of the cost of their insurance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rev is saying they can help. A, f- a three-minute, five-minute phone call, pick up the phone, see if Rev can reduce your insurance, because they only work with truck drivers mm-hmm. and small fleets and big companies probably too. Call them and see if, you know, it doesn't hurt. It's three minutes. And you know what? I would love it if people would send us an email or a message or a phone call and tell us, hey, we were able to save money there. That yeah, would, that I would mean, be good. It would be great. It would be nice to know that they... That you know, somehow you got some help like that. How about their phone number? Number is 800-347-5373. That's 800-347-5373. Moving on. Moving on. So briefly, briefly, I wanted to talk Nothing's about... briefly with you. Well, well I'm, I'm kind of brief today myself, so... But briefly, I wanted to touch on something. I was talking to a, a truck driver the other day that... He was making a right-hand turn, right? Mm-hmm. And he and he said a, a guy creeped up alongside of him and he hit him. Okay, I get What's that. What's happened? <clears throat> I get that. Um, but here's what I wanted to talk about. Just because you have the right of way as a truck driver, I want to save some of these guys. Just because you have the right of way doesn't mean you should take it. I mean that. If you, there's truck drivers, okay, that have seen somebody coming up alongside them and and took the right, thinking the guy's going to back down and end up taking the guy's front end off or something like that. If the driver's stupid enough to creep on your side, he's not smart enough to stop. Right. And especially if it's a woman. And I'm not trying to put women down. Don't give me that weird look. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know how they get flustered. So you, or you get some guy that's really not a great driver and they think oh there's a clear path i'm going to go sneak up alongside this trucker Mm -hmm. well i'm telling you the mirrors that we have now especially the ones on the hood everything those convex mirrors you can see if someone's coming and all i'm saying is if you know somebody just creeped up alongside and you're going to just try to try to make the turn and hope that he stops you get into an accident it's probably your fault too i'm just saying that well, it's not just that you're going to get looked at and probably be blamed because you're, quote, the professional. They're just the peons driving next to you. But the thing is, is you're just going to waste a lot of your time and you're going to get a point. Even if it's a non-preventable, you're still going to get that on your your record. So you don't really want to, if all you have to do is stop or slow down enough with this car to go through, just let them. Don't 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 screw it through. Don't screw it yourself that way. I'm gonna start calling this Troy's tip of the day. Troy's tip of the day, or the week, because we do this weekly. Um, so another example: some guy comes in and out of traffic, and you're grown. Let's say you're cruising along at 65, 70, and this guy cuts right in front of you. And I've seen this. Mm-hmm. He cuts right in front of the truck driver, and really his ultimate goal is is to get on the exit. His ultimate goal is to take the exit. Okay. Okay. What you got? Well, I'm looking up some statistic that I had seen today. Okay. So keep going with that. So anyways, 
So somebody comes around, they cut you off, 65-70, right? And what they do is they literally get in front of you, mm-hmm. and now they're maintaining the speed that you're at, and you're two, three feet away from their bumper. Now, it's not your fault initially as a truck driver, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, it's not your fault that he did this, and it's not your fault for about a quarter second that he's right there in front of you. No, it's your fault when... It's when you don't back off. Oh. I, I, and it's, that's why I said pride. If, you, if your pride's reared up because he just pulled a jackass move and you don't back off. Now, if something happens where you end up tagging him, you're the guy going to be in a lot of trouble. When they look at that dash cam, they're going to count how many seconds before you tried to back off or didn't back off. Okay. And then guess what's going to happen? You're going to get in trouble. If you don't have a dash cam, the guy beside you might have a dash cam. And it might show you, okay, following this guy for three, four, five, six, seven seconds in safety and insurance and all of them. They're going to say, okay, this guy should have backed off about one second after this guy got in front of you and stayed there and, uh, you know, right up against you almost with his ass end. Mm -hmm. So all I'm really, my tip of the week is just because you have the right of way, doesn't mean you should take it. If it's going to cost you, you know, hurting somebody or or your job or, you know, honestly, if you own the truck, your insurance going up or your insurance being canceled, 100%, it is not worth it just because you have the right away. You have something for us for 10. Well, I was doing some reading today. Yeah. And, um... What I was reading was basically guidelines for for basic driving, hmm. and um, a couple of the things that they had given us or given you know that I was reading was pretty in- informative. But one of the things was guidelines for maintaining space and distance. So if you're traveling at more than forty miles per hour, you're supposed to add three seconds to your distance of the normal two seconds. Wait, say that again. If you're at forty mile an hour. See, normally they say you should stay two car lengths behind someone, right? So that's approximately two seconds, right? Two to three seconds, that, that rule, you know, the three dotted lines or well, however. So they're, they're saying now really it should be two seconds is that you should actually maintain while traveling. I don't think two car lengths is two seconds. You go way more than a car length per second well, at, at 40. Okay. Right, I was just given that as a reference. Okay. Remember when you went to Jarber's Ed School? Oh, wait, you skipped that class. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. So they're saying that if you're traveling at 40 uh-huh. miles per hour, then the regular distance that you would normally have between you and the car in front of you, mm-hmm. you're supposed to now add three seconds. If you're driving at night, you're supposed to add an additional second. If you're, the vehicle in front of you is a, is a motorcycle, you're supposed to add another second. If there is fog or poor visibility, another second. So... Just like if it's two seconds and you're driving at, f- at more than 40, that's three seconds. So that's about five-second rule. I would just, you know, when you go by a telephone pool, you just count 1-1,000. And there's your second. Look at how, f- how far you go. Well, yes. Yeah. Now, one of the things is if you're being tailgated, you're supposed to keep three seconds between you and the car in front of you because of the person's tailgating you behind you. Mm-hmm. If the tailgating vehicle is a tractor trailer mm-hmm. or a bus, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be four seconds. That was just one of the things. And then it also gave the um, the stopping distance for a car or a small SUV. If you're traveling at 
60 miles per hour, the stopping vehicle for like my SUV would have been 304 feet. Hmm. Okay. And I know attractive trailers even more. Mm-hmm. So, but it's interesting information. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize because, you know, I'll tell you the one thing, though, that is when you talk about tailgating and following people, it really depends on the situation. You, If you get into a city and literally you're going to try to stay back so many seconds, it's almost impossible because you have people just cutting you off the entire time, getting in front of you, in front of you, in front. It's just, it's, you really, I think the rule goes different when you're in a giant crowd, you know, but you're going slower though too. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. They gave like the different equations on stopping. Like you're supposed to add 1.5 to yeah. the speed that you're doing to find out certain information. Like it was pretty cool. You know, maybe I'm just cranky today because I, 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 I almost got two speeding tickets in the last three weeks. That could be it. I, I, and that was, I mean, honestly, I, I hate to say that, you know, but I got a speeding ticket the other day. What was uh, actually a couple of weeks ago? It was the weirdest ticket. I mean, the timing of the cop. I'm still trying to figure this one out. You had two guys, like it was like two Swift trucks trying to go down the highway beside each other, and they wouldn't pa- they wouldn't pass. They, but these were cars. But I literally was saying to myself, Swift. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so there there these guys are right, and we're going for miles. I'm literally down 19. And these two cars are just side by side. And it's like, what are you doing? He and, hates that. Well, they knew what they were doing. Come on. I mean, you, you, you don't, don't be stupid unless you both have your heads in your gazoo. But so finally, after I don't know how many miles, there's a little bit of a gap, right? And I gun it. I shoot the gap. We're all at like 50. We're fi- In fact, we're five miles under the speed limit. It's 55 on this one highway. And these two clowns are doing 50 side by side. And there's like a line of foot vehicles behind us. And so all of a sudden it just eases up a little bit because of a red light, I think. And this the guy on the passing side, which was in front of me, he got a little ahead, just enough, and I hit my throttle. And I went from 50 to 70, 74, something like that. And I swear to you, this is at night. All you seen was, at that second, a car flip into the medium. And I, I, something told me, that's a cop, right? And I, I go to stop, and all you see before I even get to it, the lights just start flashing. I'm like, dang it, man, it's been years since I got a ticket. And I'm like, it only takes one time. I know, man. Well, anyways, here's the sucky ending of the story. Well, I mean, it was a good ending. It's going to say it's not sucky. It's not really sucky because he says, you know what I got you at? I said, I I think I was at 70. He goes, yeah, I got you at 19 over. And I go, I I didn't BS the guy. And I said to him, I said, well, look, this is what I said to the cop. I said, listen, can I tell you what happened back there? He goes, yeah, go ahead. He was actually a really nice cop. And I said, these two morons, for the last so many miles, were doing 50 mile an hour, 500 a speed limit. They wouldn't budge. There's a line of traffic. I said, did you see the line of traffic that was behind them? I said, and they just, I said, ironically, when you were coming, that's when these two, and it was at night, so they couldn't see. And I said, and I gunned it. I said, I'm sorry. It was literally for that little 50, 100 yard gunning 
stretch that I did that. I said, is there any way I could not get a ticket? And he came back and he goes, look, he said, I knocked it down to nine over for you. He said, and then he was, he was really nice. He said, look, you got to have patience. He said, they, he said, these guys do that to us and we're the cops. He said, literally, they, they, I'll get behind people and it's like they, their heads are in the cloud. They don't even know I'm back there. And he said, and it gets frustrating to them. Now, they're allowed to pull somebody over if they're impeding traffic in the passing lane. But if they're doing at least the speed limit, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a cop told us before. Yep. They can't really pull them over, right. which is stupid. So anyways, he was really cool. So flash forward three, four weeks later, and you and I are coming home from Orlando, and we're in Beverly Hills, Florida. And I honestly, I I have to, everybody was surprised there. I have to, I have to say, usually when he's speeding, especially when like really when I'm with him and it's, it's, it's far, I at least know. Well, you say the when when he's speeding, like it's like a drinking problem or something. It's like (laughs) my problem speeding. Yeah. When he's on the speed, uh, when he's on the throttle. There's times where you don't realize you might be going as fast as you are. Yeah. And if I'm, you know, most of the areas I know, you know, to where, hey, you're doing, you're going over, you know, and you're like, oh, wow, just in the real, you knock it back or yeah, whatever. I hate that. You go, wow, I'm like 25 over in a, in a small zone. And you yeah. realize I'm going to get Because started. you don't realize the zones change. Well, right. this particular stretch of the road, I had no idea it was 40 miles per hour. Yeah. None whatsoever through the town of Beverly. I never knew it. And what was I doing? Uh, more than that. <laughs> I was doing 14 over. <laughs> right. And so the, all of a sudden we're coming out of the town and this car comes flying up behind me. And because it's a, a lane where you merge, I thought this g- clown was going to try to pass me. <laughs> what time was it? Like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm, uh, I'm literally looking like I'm going to gun it and I'm not going to let this idiot go around me because he's flying. Right. And just when I was about to gun it, cop flips his lights on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't gun it. Can you imagine the ticket for trying to race? (laughs) Oh my gosh. What a goofball. So anyways, that cop was even nicer. He was. What did he do? He gave you a written warning. That was it. I was like, because I told him, I said, listen, man, I ain't going to kid you. I got pulled over three weeks ago and it's been years since I even got one. I said, "I, I got a CDL in my pocket. I really don't need two tickets in three weeks. And he said, I, he said, how much did you get pulled over for? And this is the time where, honestly, honesty, they're testing you and mm-hmm. they know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, didn't, I didn't lie one bit. I said, I got pulled over for nine over. And he goes, hmm, nine over? What did he do, drop it down on you? Did he drop one down? And I'm like, gulp. He's going to know. I'm, there I am with the lead foot three weeks ago. And I looked him right in the eye. I said, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Yeah, I was at 19 over and he dropped me down. He was a super nice cop. Right. And he come back and gave me the warning. And so just being honest, you know, well, and they could look it up. They can look up if what their brother cop, you know, mm-hmm. they, they can. And they then anybody came back and went, hey, because you lied to me, I'm giving you another ticket. Well, what's funny is he goes when 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 because we've never received a written warning. So he, you, he goes, what what does this mean? No, no points, no, no ticket, no nothing. He goes, what it means is that if you get pulled over again, they'll see that you got pulled over, that you got a written warning, and you are told to slow down. So, so if I get pulled <laughs> over, pulled I'm over screwed. Get, yeah. get guillotine. Yeah. So I, with the head. And yeah. Anyways, y'all, that's my speeding story. And just because you have the right of way, I mean it. 
guys, sometimes take, taking the right away can get you into an accident. And with all the cameras out there, you know what safety's going to say when they see it. Well, you could have prevented it. Mm-hmm. So moving on, Ruth and J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller is a um, company that it helps a driver out. Helps them in every way. Yeah. If you're a small company, they'll. One of the biggest problems in trucking is, or not one of the biggest problems. One of the biggest problems managing your trucking company is mm-hmm. keeping up to date on all your filings, right. all your compliant paperwork with mm-hmm. DOT. There's a lot you got to do, and uh, these people. I mean, it's like uh, it's dollars. It isn't much for them to monitor you. I could tell you right now. It's it, well worth it. It's well worth it because so you get audited and you're not up to date. There could be a big fine. Well, which, not only that, it's a tax write-off. It's 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 something that you yeah. need and they provide you with a lot of other information. Yeah, they, they got all kind of things they can do for you. So JJ Keller, the trucking people, give them a call at 888-601-2017. And that number again was? 888-601- Two zero one seven. And, and guys, if you talk, if you call our sponsors, which is awesome, we really like when people do that. Um, tell them that you you got it off of Talk CDL, so that they know uh, where the uh, um, ad came from. Right, Ruth Ann. I think we're pretty much done here. Do you have a word of the day? I do. All right, all right. Mansuetude. What? Mansuetude. Mansuetude. Man. Mansuetude. Man. Suetude. Mansuetude. M-A-N-S-U-E-T-U-D-E. Okay, Mansuetude. So talk to me about man. What is it, a noun? Yes. Good boy. What does it mean? Meekness and gentleness. Meekness and gentleness. Mansuetude. Yeah, meekness, like colon, gentleness, so it's so, one or the other. My question is, is it for just a man? He's a gentle man. So if he's a gentle man <laughs> and he's a meek man, it's mansuetus? No, no, no. 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 Okay, well, I mean, I'm just the big dummy that would think that, you know. There goes that good thing we're getting a noun. So, no, I'll read you a sentence. It says, it's important to approach the sheltered shelter animals with mansuetude, or Grant handled a difficult situation with the utmost mansuetude. I actually like that word. Mansuetude. Yeah, that is really super cool. All right. Do you so, have anything else? Any announcements on upcoming? Hey, guys, if, if you're um, hearing our podcast for the first time, um, check us out on anything, Podbean, check us out on Stitcher, check us out on um, iTunes. What's iTunes called now? Apple Podcasts or something like that? No, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Google Play. We're on everything, guys. And uh, if you go to TalkCDL.com, which hopefully we'll have a new website soon, but if you go to TalkCDL.com and just scroll down, every episode's got a little play arrow right there. Mm-hmm. Every arrow's on TalkCDL.com, and it's all free. You can stream it. You can upload it. You can do whatever you want with it. It's all free to to listen to, and uh, we enjoy your comments. We enjoy the photos you send us. We, we enjoy do. the videos, and we've been po- posting people's videos. And just so you know, we're making a part four, trucker, a trucker's view of idiots part four. And so anybody that's been cut off, anybody that's had seen, you know, if, if, if with your dash cam through the tractor trailer, you've seen some goofball doing dumb things in a car or a motorcycle or whatever. We want that video. We want to put it in the compilation for a trucker's view of idiots. Part four, it's ba- they're back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so anyways, that's it. Ruth, do you have anything else? No, just have a great weekend. Our emails. Um, Ruthann at talkcdl.com. Right. 
and Troy at TalkCDL.com. Pretty simple emails. Very simple emails. Send us an email. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord. Thank you.